Achieving Clarity podcast. My name is Ben Morley, an Air Force pilot turned consultant. Each episode, you will hear actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life, personal and professional, to achieve more clarity, purpose, and effectiveness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of practical clarity training. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Achieving Clarity podcast with me, Ben Morley. I hope this finds you doing well. This is part two of calling. So in the second part concerning your calling, I wanted to talk about the resistance to your calling because there is always a resistance and it is normal. If you do not think resistance to calling is normal, you may jump to the false conclusion that you are a particularly bad, negative, resistant person, but you are not. Everybody experiences a resistance to their calling, whether they recognize it or not. It may masquerade in many forms. Even if you love your calling, you may still have resistance to it, and there are implications that can occur in your life. Imposter syndrome is a big result of this resistance. That internal chatter that says, I am not up to this, I am not ready, I am too young, I am too old, I am the wrong gender, I am the wrong skin color, I live in the wrong location, I do not have the training or the money, the qualifications, on and on it goes. All of these things are often different forms of a resistance that we can slip into that can make us postpone or delay our calling as we gain an awareness of it. We can look at Moses again and the massive calling on his life. He did not think he had the credentials, so he asks, who shall I say is sending me? Meaning, what are your credentials? Moses says, hey, I can't just walk up to Pharaoh and say, let all these people go, so I cannot do this calling unless I know who it is that is sending me on this journey. That was Moses' first round of resistance. So God tells Moses, quote, just tell them that I sent you. I am sent you. But clearly this was not enough for Moses, so he begins to explain that he cannot talk very well. He is a stammerer. He is not eloquent. Moses is beginning to resist in this new version 2.0 now. So God gives Aaron, gives him Aaron as his mouthpiece, and on it goes. Variations of this resistance to calling can appear in all of our lives at different times. It is Luke Skywalker again. He is excited and awakened by the message the droid R2-D2 brings him, but there is resistance to the possibility that he could play any part in such a grand scheme he is seemingly called to be a part of. How about the Jonah Syndrome, to keep going Bible on you? He is called to go one way, yet he decides to go in the other direction. Jonah had a resistance to his calling that is different from Moses. Moses' resistance stems from him not feeling qualified, not being capable and all of that, while Jonah's resistance is an outright disagreement to his calling. 
If you have any kind of resistance about what you feel you are called to, then you will likely also have a resistance that comes up in the form of, "Mm, I am not okay with that. I do not like the idea of that. Uh, I am not sure I want to go where this is taking me, quote. It is a disagreement with where you think the calling is going. So, Jonah had this sort of attitude toward the Assyrians, the enemies, where he is being asked to go give them a second chance. Jonah did not believe some people deserved a second chance in life. When he was asked to give a second chance to these people he did not think were worthy of one, he had a massive disagreement issue. You may have a disagreement with some aspect of your calling, or maybe all of your calling, and that is normal. Do not see that as a reason to quit or say, ah, this just can't, cannot be my calling because of that resistance. This resistance is likely coming from your ego, not from your spirit or your soul. And that is why your calling is rooted in your soul, and your calling is going to be fed and nourished by your connection to your essential self, your soul. Your calling has nothing to do with your ego. Your ego is constantly trying to negotiate a better deal, to get better terms, to make it look more like how you want it to look and feel. Your ego will tell you it is not the right time, you are not the right person, you are going to fall right on your face. Now, we don't want that now, do we? So you cannot listen to your ego when it comes to understanding and perceiving your calling. Resistance that comes in the form of disagreement, like Jonah, is not there to prove that this is not your calling. What the resistance is telling you is that calling is a classroom. Calling is a teacher, a coach, and a shepherd. Your calling is not just to to go do something or only involves a purpose. A big part of your calling is to reconnect you with a part of you that you have likely lost touch with. It reminds you who you are. It shapes and changes you into the person your calling needs you to be. So that resistance to the calling you may have, like Moses had, is part of you realizing that your calling needs you to step up to an upgraded version of yourself that your calling knows is in there but your ego is denying the existence of because your ego is uncomfortable with the emergence of this more authentic version of you. Many people carrying a calling by responsibility, not by capability. This was the problem for Moses and Jonah and millions through history and maybe for many of you here listening, as it has been for me in my life. We carry our calling because we feel responsible to do something, but we never really feel capable of doing it. And I'm not sure you ever truly get free of this. You will likely have this constant tension in your life to some degree. Some people do break free of this, but I think most people will have this tension to manage in this area of calling. This feeling of, I am not capable, and there is a whole lot of evidence for my incapability, is what we can tell ourselves. But 
this responsibility that grips us, that burdens us. The calling is a reality check to us that although we may feel incapable, we nonetheless have this need to step up and do something. So, our responsibility drives us forward, but our sense of capability constantly plagues and hinders us. We feel we are falling short, but we cannot help to keep showing up, speaking up, taking a risk, exposing ourselves to misunderstanding and rejection. We can feel inferior every day, but we still get up and go out anyway, knowing it is going to happen. Our capability is constantly not supporting us in our minds and in our toolkits, but our sense of responsibility keeps us showing up. We feel called by responsibility, not by capability. Many of us to this day, if you feel clear in your calling, in your delivery of it, I do not think you ever get beyond asking, why me? There must be better choices than me. People are doing this better than me. If I was God, I would not have called me. I would have called one of you. There is a higher power and God believes you can do this calling. And he knows you will struggle and you will fight and you will resist and you will question and you will avoid and delay. God knows your calling will play havoc with you. Nelson Mandela has spoken about his sense of calling by responsibility but not by capability. All throughout his career as a politician and as president, he would continuously allude to some version of this. The question of, why me? I am not qualified. There are other better candidates than myself for this. And this is the same for Martin Luther King, same for King David, rejected by his family, his own brothers and his father. There are many examples in history that are grand and exceptional, but I am interested in the ones we are dealing with right here, every day. I got up again today not because I feel qualified or that I'm even getting the results or reaping the fruits of my labor. Actually, I'm not really sure why I got up again today, but I just feel I have a responsibility to serve the world in this way. This mindset will get you through on the days where nothing else will. Believe me. It may have been 24 previous awful days and today will likely be another one. Oh, hey, look, I was right. And tomorrow will probably be another awful day too. So why keep going? Why not quit, walk away, not do this anymore? People do that. That is an option. It doesn't make you a bad person. And that's what Moses did. He checked out for 40 years. Then he came around again when he was 80. I think on these dark days, it is that greater sense that I feel called to and responsible to in order to keep pressing on. I feel this is what I am here to do in the world, so I keep showing up. What I've found out is that callings come with the strength to fulfill them. I do know that is true. Now, I did not say they come with instructions. I said strength, as they are not the same thing. Callings come with the courage, 
the stubbornness, tenacity, audacity, anger, outrage, frustration, all of these energies that are present when the results are not. The driving forces that that are present, which it makes no sense to keep going, they are the strengths given to us to assist us in our calling. So when people ask, are you crazy? Stop. Why are you doing this? Do something else. You may know it is being said to you out of love and care, and you know it makes total sense. And you agree with it, but you keep going. You may have experienced in your life that you cannot quit, but you cannot logically explain it either. (laughs) You are right. It is not working. There are no results. I am not fruitful. No one is buying my book. No one is supporting me. No one is inviting me. No one is including me. Yes, I know you are right, but, but I cannot stop doing what I am doing. I can do it differently. I can change roles and express it differently. But, but this driving force makes me keep showing up. I think that is the strength that comes with your calling. The strength to keep going even when it clearly does not make any sense. So, here's what is going on with all of this. Callings introduce you to yourself. Not your egoic self. They introduce you to your true authentic self rooted in your soul. Callings strip you back to your authentic self. That is why your calling is your own teacher, your own professor, your own educator, your own leader of your life. Your calling is introducing you to yourself. And your calling is best served by responding to it from your soul, your truest authentic self, not from your ego and the resistance your ego creates. Your ego creates this resistance because it knows you are going to fail and fall, and your ego's job is to stop that from happening, to keep your persona intact. The ego's job is to protect that social construct even though it is fake. Your calling cannot function if a wrong version of you is trying to force itself on it to make it function. Your calling can only flourish and function if it is the real, authentic you in it. So the early part of your awakening to your calling is your calling stripping away the layers and veneer that others in society have put on you. So your calling sits there and waits for you to catch up to it. Your calling waits for you to fill it out, to fill up the space that is your calling with the true version of of who you are. All the time you are not being true to who you are, you may think the problem is the calling. The problem is not the calling. The problem is your calling cannot function with those old versions of you. So your calling came to teach you who you really are and need to become to fulfill it. There is also a resistance to your calling through the awareness that saying yes to your calling means saying no to other choices in life. And that can be really difficult. So if I say yes to this, I am going to have to say no to those people, to that involvement in my life, to that job, to that role, to that money, 
to that safety, to those relationships, to that partnership, romantically or whatever. Your resistance comes because you know if you say yes, all of this is going to kick off. You may lose your safety, anonymity, security, maybe family and friends and roles, maybe lose opportunities. So much about our callings, when they become clearer to us, makes us aware we now have to say no to lots of things and people who will not be happy hearing you tell them that. And you probably still lack the vocabulary to explain to them why you are saying no, because your calling is not clear enough yet to point to. So you cannot tell them that you are saying no because of this or that, because this or that is not clear yet. And it's not like you can tell them, no, I I cannot hang out with you Tuesday because I am pursuing my calling. How lame is that? It's not going to happen. There will come a time when you do know what you mean regarding your calling and you will be able to say, I just can't do that next week because I am involved in this and this. It is my passion and it really matters to me. And you will get clearer how to say no, but in the early stages, it can feel very socially awkward and you can be seen as rude irresponsible, or misunderstood. This is especially true if your life has become cluttered with stuff that should not have been there anyway. Then your calling starts to become clear. There can be a lot of decluttering that needs to be done, and this is often very uncomfortable. Another resistance to calling is when the person knows they will not live to see it finished. And that can be really discouraging. You may not live to see what you are involved in completed, which means you will suffer from being ahead of your time. You will suffer because you can only point to something, but you cannot show it to anyone because it is not formed enough to show it. You can sense that what you are involved in is so large and will take so long to become clear that in the meantime, nobody believes you. The resistance comes from knowing you will never be able to prove this or welcome people into this. The average cathedral in Europe took 200 to 500 years to build. How in the world were the people motivated to give their time, money, and resources to work on a building they would never see finished? Neither would their kids, kids, kids see it completed either. None of them would ever worship in that building for generations to come. These workers likely knew they may never even see the walls go up in their lifetime. It is some version of this that can generate resistance in us, especially in the society we are living in now, where everybody wants everything now, We have no tolerance for waiting. We have no generational mindsets. And yet many of our callings are bigger than us and beyond our lifetimes. And we may know we won't live to see it finished or even completed enough to simply point to it, which can be hugely frustrating. We will be able to see it. We will be able to make sense of it 
but others will not yet. It's like an ultrasound scan in the pregnancy. The parents can see it for what it is, but for others, it's like looking at the dark side of the moon. What is that? So if you have an ultrasound scan of your calling in you, and you try to articulate it to others, showing others the ultrasound picture of the eyes and the nose, etc., they may say, oh, that's nice, but you know they're not buying into it at all. It's like the famous quote that says, a society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they know they shall never sit. The resistance to calling can rise up against doing things you know you will never live to see come to fruition or come to completion. But you give your life to it anyways. We would not be here, guys, if our ancestors had not made that sacrifice for us in multiple ways. There is another form of resistance to your calling. It is a tension And it is a difference in your calling between the energies of push and pull. And you're going to have to figure out which is which. A man recently moved from London to Manchester in the United Kingdom. A friend asked him why he moved to Manchester. The man replied by saying, well, the reason I left London was... Well, the question was not asking why he left yet London... Yet, this is how he answered it. It became apparent that this man was still in the energy of escaping from something, in this case London, rather than in the pulling energy of why he moved to Manchester. I believe the energies of calling begin with a push away from something, with a need to reinvent or get a break from something, a need to escape or survive or move away from. If you do not realize that this initial push energy has a limited sell-by date on it, that this energy is good but only temporary, then your calling can be lost. This initial push energy is good for momentum, but it is not good for continuation. A push will get you traction, It'll change your thinking, help move you into exploring new options. It will push you into the awareness of you needing to be somewhere else, with someone else, a push to a different role or a place. A push can do that. But if you stay in that push energy of anger, frustration, survival, or fear, whatever it was that fueled the push and fueled the escape, This energy can turn on you and result in creating enemies out of people that could have been friends and probably cause lost opportunities that were available to you. Because you are remaining in the anger, continuing in the energy of what you are against, what you hated back there. That was good for a season, but it can be off-putting now. Recognize the need to put those energies away and shift into the mindset of building and honing the skill sets of creating your new environment in this new chapter. You may be in the push of your calling right now. You are aware of why you left London, if you will, 
but you have been living in Manchester now for several years and you need to know why you were there and not just focus on why you left where you came from. Like the saying goes, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. You can continue hammering stuff long after the time has passed when you need to put the hammer down. That energy was good to get you started, but it is not good to keep you going. So, some thoughts on your calling and the resistance to it you may encounter along the way. I hope this has been of help to you, and as always, best to you. Thank you for listening to the Achieving Clarity podcast. We hope you liked it. To hear more tools and strategies to help you in your personal and professional life, subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again. Thank you.